0: Pat in here. Thanks for the attention. Thank you. Coffee, bye.
1: This is the show. Fuck all the rest. Anal toys and midget sex. Shoot some snack. Break out the bong. He and Harrison will keep it sick and wrong. Keep it sick and wrong Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, T. simon I'm your other host, Harrison. Harrison. That was mm. a very forceful, forceful intro there. That's right. Impassioned. I want to start talking like you're on PCP, <laughs> you know, I want to make people feel like they're on PCP, that's a, that's even though thing. I'm the one who's actually on PCP. So speaking of PCP, my brother was in town. Oh. I don't know the connection there, but <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, we went to uh the Game of Thrones bar. Which um I don't even know why that exists. That's horrible. Yeah, that's is that, that that's near my house, isn't it? Dude, that place is packed. Oh, I hate is it the Star Wars place? Yeah. I that, hate that place <laughs> so much. The, the, so the Star Wars place is called Scum and Villainy. And yeah. I personally, I, I have a, a personal grudge against that place because it used to be Loaded, which was kind of a cool metal bar. Yeah. It was kind of a cool rocker bar. Like, you could go there. You could listen to, you know, Sabbath, Maiden. It wasn't cool. Let's not go nuts. I, right? I like. It, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, you could listen to Slayer. you get, like, a fucking uh, tall boy. metal bars go oh, is kind of shitty, you know? I, I preferred it to most okay. of the other bars in that, on that street in well, Hollywood. The bars on that street are horrible. Except you know. for the Burgundy Room, but yeah, most of most of the bars there suck. But what was nice about it is you could sit on the patio, you could smoke, and you could drink like a tall boy, a shot of whiskey for like ten bucks, right? And then all of a sudden, they shut it down. I think mainly because nobody in Hollywood would go hang out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. I am an old man. I am out of touch, and so maybe that's what the, I just don't understand what's trendy. Right now in Hollywood, but apparently it's Dungeons and Dragons and Star Wars themed bars because yeah. they opened up scum and villainy and, and tore down all the loaded stuff, you know, got rid of the fucking, uh, they had like a Harley engine, like a tap, beer tap. They got rid of that. They They got rid of the stage all the rocker shit, and now it's like you're in, like, a fucking shitty version of the cantina, like a shitty replica uh, of the I cantina. I know. Look, I've had to go there many times because, like, comic f- friends and co- colleagues have events there. Oh, all I'm saying is, like, I used to go to Duff's Metal Bar in Brooklyn, and that was a metal bar. And that place right? is way cooler. Yeah, and yeah, St. Yeah, Vitus yeah. in Brooklyn is way cooler than uh, Loaded. Yeah, come on. Um, you know. But, but you know, Loaded was still cooler than fucking Scum and Villainy. Mm. And the other thing I hate about scum and villainy too, it's like it's now it's like a Hollywood price bar. Like all the fucking, you could get like a beer for like nine bucks.
2: Remember like how a I Miller told you Light I met that guy?
1: Bucks. I met at work I, through a sound. He was directing like a voiceover session. The guy who who does that critical role. That oh, like yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. I read that like today. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they they do. They crowdfunded like 11 million dollars. Yeah, 11 million dollars for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I was trying to explain, when I was at the Game of Thrones bar, I was trying to explain the current infatuation with Dungeons & Dragons to my brother, and my brother's like, what? I mean, yeah. we all played that in the 80s. Yeah. You know, when, when we were like, I don't know, when I was eight, you know, nine. My brother was like 12, we used to play it. Yeah. And he's like, why is it cool again? I'm like, I don't know why it's cool again. I don't know why this bar even exists. Yeah. Uh, but it was packed. It was packed in there. Nerds. You know, people wearing fucking Game of, Game of Thrones outfits. Thrones, that's not role playing games, you know? That's still Dungeons different. and Dragons shit. I it's don't know. A little know. different. You I watch was, Game of Thrones. I do watch it. I do, I do yeah. like it, but I like watching yeah. it in the comfort of my own home. I don't have to go to a bar, Okay. you know, and order a fucking, like, Castle Black Mai Tai. You yeah. Know? The whole thing made me annoyed. Although I did get a great picture of my brother sitting on their makeshift Iron Throne, like the Game of Thrones throne. Good for so, you. Yeah, I'll post you that. Know? Well, the fans will want to see that. I will post that to Patreon so you can see. Okay. It. Yeah, he wouldn't go up there, and I kind of like yeah. just made him go. He was pissed about it. But we and anyway, we end up getting back home. It's like 11 million dollars, you know? I know for Dungeons and Dragons. Just don't even give me I don't even understand it. I'm gonna shoot Can't myself in the head it. with a silver bullet. Yeah. <laughs> but we I get am. back to my house. It's like I don't know, one o'clock, one thirty. We're drinking, I, you know. I'm drinking. We're hanging out. My brother actually doesn't drink very much, and uh, we're hanging out. And all of a sudden, my brother's like, "All right, well, I'm out of here." I'm like, "Where are you going?" He just he was just here for two day, two nights. I figured we'd like, I don't know, talk about our lives or something. And he's like, "I'm gonna go fuck some kid. I met on grinder right up the street." I was like, "Okay, I guess." I don't see you very often, but that's fine. You can go fuck some trick She met on Grindr. Literally, like, a block away. Okay, you know, when you first told me that, I was like, of course he did. What? Why are you surprised? I didn't know he was only there for two nights. Yeah, two nights. And he used one of the nights. To, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it is really funny. So I was like, okay. Yeah. He's like, don't wait up. I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah. But you know what? You know what it made me think about? I don't know if my brother is even concerned about the worm that gay men have in their anus that feeds on semen. Have you heard about this? What? <laughs> <laughs> There's a worm that gay men have in their anus that feeds on semen. I heard, I mean, I heard what you said. <laughs> okay. I, like my brother doesn't even, is not even concerned about this. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't, obviously you haven't heard about it either. No, but, uh, no this, this, Dude, this is serious. It's true. I'm not making this up. I'm not making up, you know, like gay men have anus worms. I'm sorry. I, I, I think you are. I'm not, actually. Yeah. Uh, for once. You're the father of lies, okay? <laughs> yeah, but listen to this. Yeah. Uh, this bizarre and completely false statement was made by Miriam Al-Shohel, who's an anti-gay, anti-lesbian researcher in Kuwait. And she believes there are four genders, male, female, feminine gay men, and butch lesbians. And she was interviewed by uh, someone on Scope TV, which is, I yeah. guess, a program based in Kuwait. And she claimed that she created a cure for homosexuality, which is based Wait, what around- about, What about mask gay men? Uh, that's true for masculine. They just say mask. Oh, and ma- like, you know, non-butch lesbians, lipstick lesbians. Those don't are exist. They, Oh, okay. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I do. don't know. There's a, maybe they're them. just I've not one they're... of the four. They, they, there's only four genders. I see. Okay, got yeah. it. This is an yeah. academic. Mm-hmm. You know, Keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, she, she said she, she was talking about the cure she made for homosexuality, which is based upon around therapeutic suppositories, hmm. which was inspired by Islamic prophecies. And it's all based on science. And so she says that uh, gay people develop a sexual urge after being attacked and the worm can be destroyed by the suppository, because hmm. once you stick it up there, it can't feed on the semen and it dies. But what about all the dick sucking? <laughs> well, I don't. Know, obviously, that yeah. I don't. I don't know if there's like, yeah, I don't. It's an anus worm that she's primarily concerned with. I think I may have like woken up my neighbor just now. <laughs> 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 screaming about the anus worm I forgot to, I wish I would have read this earlier because I would have asked my brother about this theory yeah, yeah. very controversial theory but it's, it's good to know that people in Kuwait actually think that there are anus worms that feed on semen yeah I'm glad we, we fought a war to save them <laughs> you know <laughs> anyway speaking of anus worms let's move on to Dr. Infinity mm. the many lives of Dr. Infinity I'm sure this oh, yeah. guy has confronted more than one anus worm. I keep mixing them up. I remember we were talking about him, and I keep, I kept calling, him, I keep mixing him up with Doctor Destiny, who's actually a DC Comics villain. Doctor, did Doctor Destiny like fight Doctor Strange? No, Doctor Strange is Marvel. Yeah, he'd fight the Justice League. He's like, you know, he's has a skull for a face, and he like turns you into a dream, or he does something like that. You know, like Ghost Rider. No. Another no, he, guy with a skull head. He face. controls dreams. And he, but he's just happened. There was more than one person with a skull head. All right, D? Well, I guess there were a couple. Yeah. What, about red there's, skull? there's like fucking 72 of them. All right. Well, so it's not very original, actually. And outfit. you're, you're going to meet them all when you get to fucking heaven. You know? <laughs> you're going to meet all 72 skull heads. Wait, so Dr. Disney. Destiny just walks around controlling people's dreams? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I guess yeah. I can see that working. Who's the guy. That's in the new uh, Mysterio. Doesn't he do that? No, he just, he's the master of illusions. Oh. Yeah, he's like a, he's basically just like Chris Angel with a like, fishbowl on his head, you know? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so. Well, this guy's Dr. Infinity. And yes. uh, he might not be a DC villain, but he's definitely a sick and wrong hero. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Like, maybe this should be a new segment every now and then. We do a profile. <laughs> On a sick and wrong hero. Yeah, like if we had commemorative plates made that we sold, he might be on one, you know? Yeah, no, this, day, this guy definitely would be on a sick and wrong commemorative mm. plate, for sure. Yes. Right yep. next to the guy that fucked the dolphin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that guy's name. Yeah. So uh, Dr. Infinity stole the Gutenberg Bible. Seriously, he stole the Gutenberg Bible. Yes. And then he became porn's weirdest star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy, hell of a life. And one thing I got to say is I have to commend the journalists, the investigative journalism that's going on here. I know right now journalists get a lot of flack for being fake news. The president's a president's not a big fan of the media. but The enemy of the people. Yeah, enemy of the people. Yeah. Uh, this journalist went above and beyond. Like, I'm, I'm amazed that someone could be this dedicated to finding uh, a person, a subject of a story. Oh, yes. Yeah, very inspiring. Um, Dr. Infinity, the many lives of Dr. Infinity. So it all started, I guess the legends, all started on Tuesday, August 19th, 1969. A thief dressed all in black walked into Harvard University's Widener Library. Is that how you say it? Widener, Widener? Yeah. The guy's name is Aaron Skirball, by the way. Aaron Skirball. Yeah. the, the The investigator fella. Aaron Skirball God. is the, jur- the guy you were talking about, the journalist. Yeah, you have so. to admire his stick to itiveness. Yep, <laughs> It's a real weird. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is like a this is a this is this journalist. Yeah. This is like yeah. yeah, I'm surprised. Um, thief dressed in black walked into Harvard Library, the campus library, carried a backpack holding a ball peen hammer, screwdriver, chiseled masking tape, rope, crowbar, and electrician's gloves. Once he reached the top floor. He hid inside a men's bathroom for the entire night, all night. And then uh, once the once the police closed, he decided to steal the fucking Gutenberg Bible. Yeah. This is the library's most valuable possession, a Bible printed by Johannes Gutenberg in 1455. Where was this again? Was it at Harvard? Harvard, yeah. Yeah. And it's one of the original 180 printed by Gutenberg, known to still exist, and only one of five complete copies in the United States. And that's what the guy was like, I'm going to steal the fucking Gutenberg Bible. What are you going to do with it? I don't know. Like, what, what the fuck would you do with a Gutenberg Bible? Well, uh, in the 80s, one of them sold for $5 million. Yeah, but how could you sell it? Like, If you stole good- that from... You couldn't fence that. You'd have, to, you'd have to sit on it for like 20 years or something, you know? Yeah, I don't even know what you would. I, I, yeah. I don't, it's not like the Thomas Crown affair or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how you're going to get rid of that thing. You're just going to have this fucking. And the, the other thing, too, it's 60 pounds. It's not, a, it's not like a, like a, a small tome, you know? It's like a fucking 60 pound leather bound book. So, why? Uh, the security. You know, that's the thing, too. This guy already got into the library. Uh, But the uh, the Gutenberg Bible was kept in the memorial room, which is only accessible through two sets of double doors with keys and locks unique from the rest of the building. And the room's only windows look down upon a courtyard, which is 50 feet below. Remember that, because it's important. It'll come up later. And so this thief had a plan. This guy's like a master. He's like a supervillain. Yeah. After 10 p.m., sometime after 10 p.m., he opened a bathroom window and he stepped onto the roof overlooking the courtyard. He's 50 feet up in the air. There he put on a pair of gloves, the electrician gloves, and he secured a 40-foot man- manila rope to a pipe. And he descended. Once he got to the window, he took tape from his knapsack, applied it to the glass. And he then shattered the six-foot-tall outer window and broke a single pane to reach in and unlock it. And so then he climbed into, uh, in, into the, the memorial room where the Bible is kept and he approached a bronze and plate glass case. He, he smashes the glass and then he just takes the Bible and puts it into his knapsack and then, and then escapes out the window down the rope. Yeah. Which is insane to even think about. This guy would climb the rope to get back down to the ground. And, and, and unfortunately... I don't think the, I don't think he figured, I don't think he assumed or at least planned that the the Bible would be sixty pounds. I don't think this whole thing was thought. Well, out. No, what he was going to do, what he was going to do is climb back up because he would have needed to like go because this was the rope went down into the courtyard, right? And the courtyard's in the middle of the building, so he needs to get out onto the street. Um, but the so, rope was still fifty feet above the courtyard. It did go all the way down. No, I know, but he needed to go back up to the roof, so he, then he could climb, you know, go back into the bathroom, oh, and then, and leave, yeah, the and way. then get out. Yeah, but he yeah. couldn't climb back up because of the weight. Yeah, because it's an extra sixty pounds, so he couldn't pull himself up. Yeah, so he was just he was just stuck. Yeah, yeah. And so he was just stuck hanging out until he his strength finally gave out. Because it wasn't, it also wasn't long enough for him to descend into the courtyard. Yeah, he couldn't even drop because it was like so fifty feet from the ground. So eventually, (laughs) he's just hanging there. Not, no, it's like, would you just drop the book at that point? Climb up the roof and get out, and then go pick up the book. Well, it's in the courtyard, in the middle of the building. So if he climbed, he would be able to get in there anyway. Mm. And the book probably would have been destroyed. But anyway, what ended up happening is he just strength gave out and he fell 50 Mm. feet down, landed in the courtyard, had a severe concussion, fractured his skull, broke his femur. But the Bible actually only sustained minimal damage, which is nice. That's Mm. good to know. Um, And yeah, he was arrested for stealing the Gutenberg Bible, charged with three counts of burglary. Um, At the time... They claimed his name. He was only twenty years old too, which is amazing to me. Because at twenty years old, did you ever think about doing that? I guess I thought a lot of I had a lot of stupid thoughts at that that age. Yeah, I had all sorts of dumb thoughts. But I don't think I would ever just des- you know decide to scale you know a, a library like into a, the, the the roof of a library. I wonder how much preparation he did. Well, I know? mean, he ended up getting uh, you know a whole you know assortment of tools. Yeah, you know, in a knapsack and all that, but I don't think he like really planned his escape route very thoroughly. Mm. But anyway, the name that he was charged with, that they arrested, was Vito K Arras. Mm. So V I D O A R A S, Vito Arras. Mm. And uh, the, the the robbery made ma- you know made headlines across the country because I mean it's kind of a big deal. Someone tries to steal a Bible. That's a hell of a way to go viral, though. Yes, if you think about it. Um, people call him Bible napper. Uh, one, one journalist called him a human fly. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, uh, he was arrested, broke his do you, leg. Do you think he had to like, you know, like, like slowly duck below lasers in in tight pants, like Catherine oh. Zeta Jones? Well, that's the one thing I don't understand. I mean, I hmm. guess it's 1969, but didn't they have fucking alarms back then? Yeah, they did. But I mean, I think he knew like which things were alarmed and which ones weren't because it was like you could the room that the the Bible was in, if like the door was heavily locked and alarmed and stuff. But he knew that the window into that special library room wasn't alarmed. But I mean, if you were trying to, you know, if you had like some, you know, priceless artifact in a room, wouldn't you put an alarm on the window? Or at um, least an alarm on the case. Like, dude, maybe, I remember, but, but he but he cut the window. You know what I mean? You know how so, sometimes with alarms... We smash the window, yeah. Yeah, sometimes with alarms, you have to open the window to set up the alarm. But there's right. this, there is this this famous guy who stole the uh, uh, Declaration of Independence. I don't know if you remember oh, yes. this. Yeah, this famous guy, yeah. Right. Oh it was yeah. brilliant. Um, but he had... like This guy like had to use like infrared techniques to swap yeah. in one so like the alarm didn't go off. All this dude just basically did was smash the glass and take the Bible. I mean, to be fair, like university libraries, they're not, you know, it's yeah. not like a museum. It's not like museum level shit security usually. Yeah, that the brilliant so, caper who stole the uh the uh, Declaration of Independence, like he had to break into like a building in like DC. Yeah. Yeah, there's some Because usually those there. buildings and museums, you know, they have security guards that like Look in each bathroom stall before they close the fucking building, you know. So well, I think also like these things weighed like sixty pounds. I bet you like, you know, the the university was like, I doubt too many people are going to try to run away with it. You can run away with something that's sixty pounds, D. You it's could, not... but I mean, yeah. uh, well, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't anticipate someone's going to climb from the roof and try to, you know, break in there and do that. Right, but that's true. Still, though, if you have a priceless artifact, you should probably secure it a bit better. Yes. Um, but yeah, no one really knew who this guy was. Bit of a mysterious figure. Some people said he uh, came from a monastery. Other people said his father was a composer and his mother actually was a librarian, which is kind of ironic. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of people were talking about it. Uh, they, they said that, uh, and they found out that he believed in magic. Do you, do you see that part of the article? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was a believer in magic who dated a witch. And came from an artistic family that he couldn't stand. He used to wear an amulet with the evil eye, to to, to ward off evil. That's right. His girlfriend was a witch. Yeah, she was a witch. Yeah, which I guess she was like a model and a model, a model. Yeah. yeah. Like Jesus Christ. God, this guy's dating a witch model. You know, they were saying that uh, he was trying to start a new life, seal the Bible. You know, sell it, start a new life with a model witch girlfriend. Mm. -hmm. Got to date a model witch. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, he went to trial for this, and uh, he had entered the courtroom on crutches. I couldn't even imagine the like the defense that you'd say. But uh, his story was that he just wanted to study the Bible, and that he would never have had a chance to view it otherwise. So he had to take it. Okay. Which I imagine the defense attorneys were like, "Let us handle this, please." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's mentally incompetent. Just listen mm-hmm. to him. And that's actually what ended up happening. They, uh, they proved that, that uh, Eris here, was, uh, was didn't, he lacked the mental capacity to actually commit this crime, which I find kind of hard to believe. I mean, he bought all the tools, came up with this whole cat burglar routine. Well, he was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. He was right? definitely cuckoo, yeah. And, and I think it, it also at this time, the, the justice system was way less strict than it is now. Yeah, that's some point you. in the 90s the our justice system changed completely. Um so it's like pe- people that you know were found uh, innocent uh, by insanity of things before that would never happen now. No, definitely you know? definitely not. Like we were talking about the guy who who um you know who whose name his last name was Noyd. So he went in and, and he thought that the Domino's Pizza Noid commercials were about him, were attacks on him. So he went into oh, a Domino's Pizza with a, with a Magnum, you know, <laughs> and held people hostage. He got found guilty by reason of insanity, too, you know. Wait, were you the one telling me that they stopped? Yeah, the reason they stopped the Noid was because drivers were being reckless trying to deliver yes. pizzas? Yes. God, That's I'm the never going to tire of talking about it. The Noid is a sick and wrong hero. Oh, he really is. Yeah. <laughs> but Doctor the Noid is no Doctor Infinity. Let me just give you that though. Let me mm-hmm. state that. Um, so Doctor Infinity here. So so now Vito, Vito Eris, he's you know, he's uh, exonerated. He's mentally insane. Obviously, didn't attend Harvard. You know, it's funny too, the, uh, the librarian, the chief librarian at Harvard, I think he wanted him to get like the electric chair or something. He was really upset. Yeah. He was yeah. really upset about it. Um, but this journalist here for the Daily Beast who wrote this article about him continued to try to find out what happened, the story of Vito Aris. And he found out that uh, he also had a career in the 70s, short-lived career, but a career in the 70s as a porn star named Dr. Infinity. Which is a great porn name. It's a great porn name, it's yeah. It's a great porn... You know, I, I was thinking about this when I was reading this. Um, why was the 70s... Like, why in the 70s did porn gain the, the, the acceptance that it did? Like, people would go on dates to go see Deep Throat and Behind the Green Door. Yeah, made a lot of well, money. I don't understand that. Like, that would never happen today. Yeah, no. Do you think it's because it was film? Yeah, because it was film. Mm-hmm. Because it... Yeah, because you had to go to a theater... Yes. And maybe that's what it was. All that shit. But you, I love that, uh, that one scene in Taxi Driver where uh, uh, De Niro goes on a date with Sybil Shepherd. And he takes yeah. her to like a porn film. And she's right. like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what people did in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, in the article here, it says that Behind the Green Door was actually screened at Cannes. 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 Which is crazy to even think about that. Yes. Um, but yeah so anyway Dr. Infinity was his porn name which is much better than The Hedgehog or what was John Holmes Long Dong Silver um, I don't know I think that was John Holmes mm. but uh, Dr. Infinity I mean it's, it's a good name mm. um, so during that time you know they, they, they were doing a lot, of, a lot of different kinds of porn and uh, the, the journalist here mentions one porn called Every Inch a Lady which is it came out in seventy five? Hardcore film, a hilarious rags to riches story of two hookers, yes. one male, one female. Yes. Which I think you could probably remake that today. I can see that working. Sure. Have Hemsworth in it. Mm. Miley Cyrus or something. Mm. Um, this one actually, Every Inch a Lady had Harry Reems, who was kind of a famous guy at the time, um, and Darby Lord reigns. That was another thing in the seventies: male porn stars were also famous. Like, you knew male porn stars' names. Yeah. Like, now, could you even name a male porn star? Um, I don't know any. James oh, Dean. Oh, James Dean. Right? Yeah, James That's Dean. It. But That's you only know alarm. him because he's rapey. Yeah. it's the only reason. Um, but anyway, in this scene, the guy describes a scene here where uh, two men walk into an office of an escort service, and uh, rains. Harold Raines here, or uh, Raines, the female, uh, Darby Raines, sitting at the desk talking, talking on the phone when uh, someone walks in named Joe Blow, wearing black sunglasses, black sports coat, all black. Um, he was going to audition. He said he had an appointment. one day. she's like, well, what can you do? And then he takes off his clothes, hops onto a desk, lies on his back, flips his legs over his head, and puts his penis in his mouth. He then also inserted a large cucumber into his ass. But, but he put his dick, he was able to autofillate. Never had been done on porn. Never had been done in film before. Yeah, first time. Yep. First time anyone ever autofillated. Which I, I believe we actually debated on this show, if that was even possible. Did How did, have, why did... Why did who, why? Why did we debate that if it's actually happened in movies? I don't know. I, I think it's, you know, I think we've we, seen Ron Jeremy films. I've never, I mean, I've never seen anybody do it, but you've yeah, watched Ron Jeremy, Ron Jeremy. Yeah, Ron before. Jeremy did it. Yeah, I've never seen that. So why, why is it up for debate? I think then? we were debating because uh, Stanley Stanko said that he could do it. Oh, yeah. And we are saying like, we doubted the veracity of that yeah, statement. You're going to have to have a long dick for that. Mm-hmm. You have to have a sizable cock to be able to suck it or mm-hmm. be very flexible. And I don't think Stanko has either. Yeah. I maybe I might be wrong. Um, I like the posters here for that movie, Every Inch a Lady, which promoted this appearance because it was a big deal that someone could autofillate. It said, introducing incredible Dr. Infinity doing his own thing. I like it. It's kind of mysterious. Mm-hmm. This guy's doing his thing, <laughs> doing his act at the Dunes. And uh, they describe it like this guy would perform, Dr. Infinity would perform in theaters in New York. This is when New York was cool. When you go yes. down Times Square and it's like there's porn theaters. Did you ever actually get to experience any of that? I got to experience the tail end before Giuliani ruined it. The tail end, you know, in the late 90s, just the tail end. But. See, I, went, I remember when I first went to New York in like 94, yeah, because uh, my friend was at NYU at that time, and we went down to uh, Times Square, and we went to this place called I think it was called Show World, Show mm. World, and it was like this porn emporium. It was huge, and there were like you know rooms where you can go, and the curtain came up, and there's a girl just like fucking herself, mm. and it, I mean just yeah, it was like it was it was so seedy at the time too. I know my 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 roommate freshman year was like kind of rich, and he used to go up to Times Square to to bang, like, semi-high-class escorts up there or something. Yeah, I think you could do that back at the time. And then I think Mm -hmm. that was the first thing that Giuliani shut down. Yeah. I hate that guy. Well, he's the worst. He's the worst. Um, Dr. Infinity won an award in 76 for uh, the biggest penis on sex screen, also Hmm. known as the Hunga Din Award. Yes. And, yeah, and, uh, you know, he used to uh, perform around the city. You know infinity and beyond there but what's interesting is when he was interviewed about it he would explain the purpose of his act which is to reach new psychological heights he said the release of sperm from yourself into yourself becomes the energy which can lead to infinity oh I see okay (laughs) Does, does that make sense yeah totally yeah similar to your philosophy Mm. Um, self-generating energy which will allow you to be anything you want through sucking my own cock I have created a human condition that is very stimulating Mm. control of one's sperm leads to infinity and through infinity to a new world you know we're laughing about it you know we're obviously making fun of this we are yes we are but if Joe Rogan said this on his podcast there would be like I don't know a wave of bros trying to suck their own cock or yeah. at least masturbating into their mouths yeah <laughs> like if Rogan said it right <laughs> um although I do think you know this is the way Doctor Strange will defeat Thanos
2: maybe oh, not okay. sucking his
1: own cock but opening his semen eating his semen opening up infinity isn't that oh, what he does ring, like, or he can just ejaculate into like his sling ring portal yeah into the then... time stone yeah, and then just di- feed directly, beam it right into Thanos' anus, and his, his anus worm will eat it, right? Yeah, the anus worm that just mm-hmm. feeds on semen. You're goddamn sadness. right. <laughs> you should really uh, try to submit a script for that. hmm Rewrite that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Infinity says, if you can capture the small parts of yourself and put them together, you can find the infinite. The infinite is the completeness, the completeness of man. This dude is so cuckoo. Mm. Cuckoo for Cocoa. What, I'm sorry, what is the completeness of man? The infinite. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And the I'm ancient just... symbol, uh, the Egyptian there. symbol for infinity is uh, Ouroboros, which is snake eating its tail. Yeah. And I think that's what he's trying to emulate here by oh, yeah. sucking his own dick. Mm. Yeah. Um So you know, people actually. This uh, the journalist did manage to find some uh, some information about the guy. I guess he was born in Buenos Aires, and his family lived in Canada. They moved around a lot. He did go to a Franciscan monastery Mm. for Lithuanian boys, (laughs) and uh, yeah, like the guy had a pretty uh, varied background. Moved around a lot. Um, I guess this is interesting too. He had a film that came out called Self Love which consisted of footage of him doing his thing in famous and strange places. And I'm not even shitting you here. When my uh-huh. dad died and we were going through his shit, the rabbi's shit, I swear to God, we found a videotape called Self Love. Uh-huh. and I wish I would have kept it. Cause we threw, I, you know, we threw away so much stuff cause a lot of it was ruined. Uh-huh. Um, it was just like covered in mildew and sitting in his basement. Um, but I, I, I distinctly it probably recall, wasn't that D, you know. It, but I distinctly recall there was a video which had like a hippie masturbating in it, like on the cover, and then we actually put it. I remember my friend Kessler was there, and we put it on to uh, annoy my brother. <laughs> oh, was, it was porn. It was yeah, porn. it was porn. It was called self love. Okay, it was called self love. Huh. And now, now like reading this, I'm like, God, I should have kept that. Yeah. What's wrong you with know? you? I don't know. I mean, my God, man. I was high, marijuana. Right. Um, but it's yeah, so anyway, after after the seventies, mm. um, other other artists, you know, started doing the autofilatio, like Ron Jeremy. You know, and uh, early and late, like uh, early eighties, late seventies, Ron Jeremy started stealing his act. Yeah, and so the act lost some of its appeal once other guys were doing it, and so I guess he did a few gay films, one called "In Search of the Perfect Man." Uh, but then he sort of uh, disappeared, hmm. and uh, I mean, people still. And I think even at that time, the public opinion of porn was changing, especially in the eighties. It was kind of a Puritan decade for this country, and then video kind of ruined it because it was so pervasive. There's nothing special about it anymore, and so yeah, his uh, he seemed to just vanish. Um, up until this person found something, this uh, this journalist here. Um, Skirball found an article from 2014 that uh, it was a story on him celebrating him as adult film's first autofilator. And uh, he contacted the writer of that story, and that person was like, Oh, he died years ago, you know, there's no way you're gonna find him. Um, but then this dude kept searching for him. That's the amazing thing about it. This dude should make like a documentary on this guy, yes. he really should. He's a sick and wrong hero. Well, he's, um, yeah. Well, he's dead. I mean, he's dead. Yeah, but, I mean it, dead. It, it's an interesting story. And so yes. this guy was uh, searching for him, but he was, you know, searching under the name Vito Aris, which was the name that he thought was, you know, was the actual name. But then he found, he, I guess it was like looking through another, uh, it, was a, a, it was a Twitter account for the Rialto Report, where someone actually tweeted, 1975, Dr. Infinity, New Year's Eve, St. Regis screened self-love movie. Cryptic huh. statement. And the tweet went on to describe something about a dick. And then he looked at it, and he he traced it to a Facebook page for a guy named Vitatis Kerbelis. Born in Buenos Aires, lived in Girona, Italy, on and on. Everything about Eris. So he actually found out that the guy's real name was Vitatis Kerbelis. That's the true name of Dr. Infinity. This journalist went above and beyond, and actually tracked down the guy, tracked down Dr. Infinity, and found out that he was a family man. It turned out after, like, and the weirdest thing, too, is he had actually, after the whole porn career and all that, he ended up settling in uh, Spain, and he met this woman. He was with her for like 38 years, and she met him when he was working for Yoko Ono. So I guess this guy he had such a weird life. He like knew Andy yes. Warhol, knew Dolly, Salvador Dolly. He uh worked for Yoko Ono. I mean it's 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 crazy. See, see what ha- what can happen if you can suck your own dick. A lot. A yeah, lot can really happen. It, it really opens doors. Up for you. <laughs> it yeah. opens doors. That's right. God. I know. If only I could do that. And we're in the right town for that. Um but yeah, so I guess uh he met um this woman after the porn career kind of faded. Moved to Barcelona. He had a daughter in 1982. Mm. I guess in the 90s in Barcelona, he hit the stage again as Dr. Infinity. And yeah. this guy, he must have been in his like 60s at this point. He, was, he performed his act at a notorious red light nightclub in, called Baghdad. Mm. Yeah. Um, but eventually he just put his, his act behind him, raised his daughter, tended his vegetable garden... I guess he was a... Uh, he he, he um, you know, fought for environmental causes. So he was, he was kind of a good man. And He died. He actually died in... Uh, what did it say here? 2017. Died hmm. of emphysema at the age of 68. And in the end, he never actually got to read his Bible. Um, that's, that was the interesting part, point of this, this. all. At the end, the daughter was saying that she actually asked him why he stole the Bible. And he said he wanted to see the words... From their earliest manifestation, because he didn't trust the Bible as it appeared in 1969. And his thinking, the original 13th century Latin translation of the Old and New Testament would hold important clues. I don't know. See, that's, yeah, that's, that's the uh, sign that of a crazy person. That's nutty. That's the kind of things crazy people think. It was bullshit you know? then, it's still bullshit when it's that's in like your when I That's like when stand. I was a kid, I used to think that songs on the radio were like secret messages to me personally. (laughs) Like I thought, I thought Gordon Lightfoot's, if you could read my mind, I thought it meant that I needed to find a ghost that was living in a wishing well. Hmm. Cause he was talking directly to you. Yes, he was. And when did you realize that that wasn't the case? Like 22, 23? What do you mean? It's not the case. No, (laughs) (laughs) it is, but it is, it is the case. Um, I don't know if you've uh, listened to old, old country. Is it Old Town Road? Of course, yeah. I think he's speaking directly to you. You need to get on a horse right now. you Need to ride. <laughs> All right. You need and to I, kill I, Billy Ray Cyrus and get a Gucci cowboy hat get in a the Gucci process. Cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. Um, Curbelis's wife here says his motto is to love yourself so you can love others. We had a lot of self love going on there. A this lot guy of was. This guy was a true sick and wrong hero the first autofillator yeah which i I think it's good to celebrate the story here but uh, it was a fascinating article i was quite impressed with it um yeah (laughs) i wonder i mean how many people live a life like that i I could only wish i could live a life like that which i don't think i ever will be able to because i can't suck my own dick yeah at a disadvantage you know yeah Anyway. anyway um dr infinity should be a, he should be in the new Avenger movie. God damn right. Yeah. People, this is episode 684 here. Sick and Wrong. We have news stories coming up next. We have phone calls after that. But first, uh, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need... And become a sick and wrong patron. sign up at patreon.com/sick and wrong, and you'll have access to exclusive patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com/sick and wrong: so The first story we have here uh, comes in from DB. DB writes one word to describe this story brutal mm. it's brutal um it is brutal woman dies after falling into a meat grinder at the meat factory mm. i mean it's a way if you worked at a meat factory i'm assuming that is a risk that you could consider of course there's big massive meat grinders There's a chance you might you know you don't want to get drunk there or stone you think they put like a railing up or something you know Yeah, that would would block you or something. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't get it. Is that how they make hamburgers? Is it just one big, massive, like pit of sarlacc that they just toss fucking hunks of beef into? Yeah, and it spits out hamburger, armadillos, and you know, uh, unruly cats. You know, anal worms. They just throw them all in there, just everything uh, right uh into, and then it goes into. Are we talking about hot dogs or hamburgers here? Both? Um, No, hot dogs. Let's say hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So Thankless job here. A 35-year-old woman was killed when she fell into a meat grinder at a meat processing plant in northern Pennsylvania. Yeah, where's where's Trump? Where's Trump when you need him? Right. You know, Trump is bringing back the manufacturing in Pennsylvania. And look what happens. (laughs) Uh, Jill Greninger fell into the grinding machine at the meat company. Listen to the name of this meat company. Economy Locker Storage Company in Muncie, Pennsylvania. Okay. What the hell kind of name is that for a meat plant? Economy Locker Storage Company? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that sounds like uh, some some kind of shady Japanese place, you know? (laughs) Weird. (laughs) A Japanese place. Mm. Well, it just sounds like a storage locker place. Like I'd run a storage locker and that's where I'd keep my corpses. I, it just, it's weird that it's like a meat company. Yeah. I think a meat company, if you owned a meat company, now that's a way, that's how you get rid of a body. I mean, those grinders would just grind you into like just pulp. I mean, there's no way to even know. Yeah, I guess that's right. I mean, there's no way to recognize a body. Um, it's at 11:30 a.m. on Monday when this happened. The meat company's employee's body was found after a coworker heard strange noises coming from the commercial grinder. Hmm. I'm I'm just I'm surprised that nobody was around like in the vicinity and saw her fall into the thing. Isn't there like a button, a kill button? What, what do you mean, a kill button? You know, I was talking to uh, my girlfriend's dad. Uh, does construction project management. And he was saying that the saws that they have, these big, massive industrial saws, like back in the old days, your hand slipped or something, it was gone. Like your your hand was cut off. Your fingers are cut off. But he said now there's like these lasers, like laser motion detector lasers, that if you even like put your hand on the blade, it stops the blade. You might get scratched, but it stops the blade. Okay. I mean, you, it, it seems like, this, it doesn't seem like that would do it in time, you know? Well, you'd think maybe it would get like your feet, you know, or like half your body, but not your whole body. Yeah. It's a hell of a way to go though. Because hmm. I mean, you must be, if you fall, unless she fell head first, if you fell head first, it probably wouldn't be too bad. Right. But if you fell feet first into it, then she's just getting sucked into it. that has got to be painful. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's the strange noises. Mm. Someone getting sucked into the commercial grinder. God. Uh, firefighters reportedly spent 45 minutes taking the machine apart to recover the woman's remains. Ooh. At least like they can get a small like baby-sized coffin, because you just shove- you're not going to get a regular coffin for that, would you? Um, You could just get like a coffee can. just shove it all into a coffee can yeah yeah it'll do it you know you don't need much more than that just a coffee can I think you'd have to be cremated at this point yeah I mean she's basically liquefied um it's not yet clear what caused the accident you could get Um, it on a wrap you know you could get get it on flatbread. yeah (laughs) some lavash a lavash wrap Uh uh-huh yeah put it in there it's like a shawarma Mm -hmm. um yeah some drunk English guy would eat it get a kebab (laughs) 2 a.m. They love it. It's not yet clear what caused the accident, uh, but the coroner's office here said Miss Greninger may have been standing on a set of wheeled stairs prior to the fatal accident. Why would she be on wheeled stairs next to the big fucking meat grinder? That's a good goddamn question. I'm thinking someone pushed her. She probably sucked to work with. Wheeled stairs, huh? Yeah, isn't that kind of, I mean, that's weird that she'd be like, what is, it? you know, like I'm picturing like a library, you know, like a librarian would go on there to get the books on the top shelf. Uh-huh. Sure. Like, I don't know what she's doing on this thing. Yeah. Um, the the uh, Lycoming County Coroner here, Charles Kessling Jr. said there weren't any witnesses around at the time of the fall to shed any light on the incident. That's suspicious. So yeah. she's just in this processing company by herself, tending the big grinding machine. Sure. He said, it's just a tragedy. She died inside the moving parts of the machine. Well, yeah, <sighs> she's ground to a pulp. Yeah. Uh, we talked to the person who found her. He said he heard a noise. He went to check on her and he found her in the machine. He put the power down and called 911. Hadn't been too late. He added, I don't know if she got caught with the moving parts and they pulled her in or if she just slipped and fell. And I, I'm not sure if there's any way to determine that. Right. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a forensic investigation you can really do. Um, God, it, you know her name is Miss Greninger, so it sounds like she wasn't married. Hopefully, someone can rehome her cats. She probably had like twenty of them. That's that's not very uh, nice of you to say, D. What? That she had twenty cats? Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not implying that she's a yeah. crazy cat woman. Okay, Maybe you have two cats and cats. you to, you know, <laughs> fuck out of here. You know, but I have two hairless cats, so that's like having yeah. six cats. Okay. You know, um, her neighbor said everyone's shaken and thinks that this is a tragedy, that something like this had to happen to such a young lady. And she was only 35. You yeah. know, I was reading something the other day. Um, a woman who is uh, back in the 1920s, if you were... Under the age of twenty five and you weren't married. Like from between the ages of twenty one, I think, or twenty and twenty five. Yeah. You're a spinster. But above the age of twenty five, you were called a thornback. Did you ever know that? Did you ever hear that? No. What the fuck is that? That's what women were if they were above oh. the age of twenty five and weren't married. Isn't that you're... a kind of gorilla? Oh no, that's, that's... a silverback gorilla, no, never it's mind. Silverback. No, you're called oh, thornback. Yeah. Which Hmm. implies, to like, what, men don't want to climb on top of you? I I guess so. I guess. So it sounds like Jill Greninger here probably was a thorn back. 35 years old, not married, Miss Greninger, and she got ground to to, to ground beef, which is a terrible way to go. Yeah, it's Um, not good. I imagine her family, like, if her husband, he was going to cash in on this because her family, wouldn't you sue the fuck out of this place? Oh yes, oh yeah, they're 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 set, they're good, because they should have had a safety thing, you know. My God, well, the death is being investigated by uh, OSHA, so yeah. we'll find out about that. Okay. You know, did you ever have you ever had any kind of factory job or warehouse job? <clears throat> yes. Doing what? Um, I, I had just for a summer. It was like because it was like they were when I was a teenager. They were still dismantling the industrial remains of new england you know just shutting oh. down factories left and right and it was a factory it was like a um costume jewelry factory you know <laughs> and we were basically liquidating it so it was like we were getting everything ready for an auction that happened at the end of the summer so i spent the summer just like just gathering shit wow. and shit to get lugging shit around yeah so I must have found some cool shit in there i did i found some really old weird ass computers and i sold them to some really weird ass hacker dude you know yeah that's kind of weird uh-huh i worked at uh it was my first job out of college um i worked at this place called mcmaster car supply company some people out there Uh might know it it was a terrible job it was one of those things where it's like i didn't know what i was supposed to do i knew i was gonna have like oh like thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars and so this company just kind of came to the college campus and just recruited people. Hmm. I think they did that back in the '90s. I don't think they do that now. Maybe they do, if, think you're they do. Think they if you're do a developer. If you're a developer, probably. Like, okay, yeah. Or an engineer. I don't think they do for just like you're going go to be a sales jobs. coordinator. They go to job fairs. Yeah, I guess they I, I mean, I, I guess they probably should or do that. or they'll go to like Ivy League schools. People they want, you know. Well, people are always saying that you know you go to college and just could move back home because he can't get a job. Yeah. But in the nineties, I mean, yeah, I guess you could just, maybe it was easier back then. Um, But anyway, I got a job at this place doing like sales at first, but Mm -hmm. then they, I was good at it, but then they, they ended up moving me into the warehouse. So I was like a warehouse manager and mm. it was like an assembly line of people, like 60 people. And there were like three managers. And I was one of the three. I was probably like 21 years old, maybe <clears throat> 22 I was right out of college. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we just had to manage these people that were just like some, pe- I mean, like boxes, like thousands of boxes would come by in this assembly line. And some people's job are just to, like, take a bolt, put it in a box. One person's mm. job is take a piece of paper, put it in the box and then there was like the other side What in the box (laughs) well then there's this other side where people would you know have the heavier totes and some of the other Mm. industrial supplies that were heavy and so there's this guy let's call him Andy and uh, he was an older dude probably his 50s and I used to see this guy because I would go on my break I hate this place so much I'd go on my break and Mm. I'd usually like just always go eat by myself at like the cemetery that was across the street mm-hmm. because I knew no one would find me in there.
2: Yeah. I <laughs> would just
1: go sit and listen to Joy Division and uh, read Tolstoy and just like sit by myself. But when I'd go get... Before I'd go there, I'd go to this uh, place to get a sandwich and there's this bar that was there and I would always see that guy during lunch mm. walking into that bar. And I didn't really give a shit. I mean, I was like fucking 22. I don't know. I didn't care. I drank a lot. And so anyway... One day at work, this dude was wasted and he dropped one of those like 80 pound totes carrying like some fucking piece of whatever machinery or something on this girl's foot and just crushed her foot. Mm. Yeah, it was like a big, it was chaotic and everyone started screaming and they freaked out and then (laughs) like broke it or crushed it? Crushed crushed it. Like it Uh fell out of the tote and just crushed her foot. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And so she had to go to the hospital. And so then like my manager was just like, You need to fire Andy. I was like, "Well, why do I have to do it?" Mm. Like it's a good learning experience for you. (laughs) So I was like twenty-one, yeah, and I'm sitting with this guy who was like fifty-eight, and who just crushed a girl's fuck because he was wasted at work. And I was like, "Andy, you have a drinking problem. Mm. Don't don't say you don't say you don't have a drinking problem because I I see you at the bar. I know you do. And also, most likely you'll get named as a (laughs) defendant in the fucking lawsuit." Yeah. The tundo, you know? Yeah. But I was so. just sitting there, and so I I, mm. you know, basically had to fire this guy. And he just started crying. Oh man. Uh, it was terrible. He was crying about his kids. Mm. And he was just sitting there crying. And I just like sat there awkwardly being like, uh, you know, you shouldn't really drink at work, man. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. But you shouldn't. And I had to like walk him to HR. Mm. Mm. While he was crying and just kept saying, like, well, can you talk to them? I'm like, dude, I can't do anything. You crushed a yeah. girl's foot. Oh, it was oh, terrible. God. I'm surprised yeah. that guy didn't come and shoot everybody. Yeah. Well, maybe he, maybe it inspired him to go get help for his drinking problem. Or maybe. Or maybe he maybe jumped headfirst into a meat grinder. That's much mo- more drug. likely. That's, That's much what more happened. likely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, On that <laughs> note, what do you have here for story number two? Oh, buddy. Oh, boy. Man attacked mother over mannequin, which was filmed at Woolworths. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) man attacked mother over mannequin. Over mannequin? Yep. Wow, is this like this guy's girlfriend? Is the mannequin his girlfriend? It's better than attacking a mannequin over your mother. No, it's not. You know, I take that back. It's not. Or attacking your mother with a mannequin. That's true, yeah. You know, when I was a kid... I used to be terrified of mannequins and statues. Do you ever see that movie, Mannequin? Is that why? Uh, No, it wasn't because of that movie. It was because, like, for some reason, I thought they would come to life. Like, I would just avoid them in the store because I I thought they could come to life and then grab me and then make me a mannequin. That's weird. And I thought, like, the child mannequins, that's what they were. They were like children that got too close, and then they got grabbed by the fucking mannequins. I was always I was... freaked out when their wigs would fall off and it's just like this creepy bald <laughs> mannequin. <laughs> I never liked that. It's sexy, though, when they're bald. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, after his 73-year-old mother refused to dress his mannequin, a Florida man, and, and man is uh, capitalized there, uh, shoved the woman to ground... To the ground, God! These people can't, you know. Can can you write? Can you guys just like get an editor? We can't afford an editor. Anyway, shoved the woman to the ground and began stuffing dumplings in her mouth. This is a very random set of occurrences. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, it is. But it's Florida, okay? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's. I think this is just like a weird Florida news algorithm. I don't know if this is a story anymore. (laughs) they just put in some keywords next thing you know it's like it generates a headline yeah yeah a forced feeding that left the victim unable to breathe dumplings responding to a call about a domestic disturbance last night cops found the victim whose face was covered in blood to be shaking with fear inside the boynton beach home she shares with her son mickle Denkner. mickle Denkner. <laughs> mickle like m-i-c-k-e-l M-I-K-K-E-L. Mickle. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking Mickle might be somewhere on the rotundo spectrum. He's a, there's a good name, though. It's like a good Krautrock name, you know? Yeah, it is a good Krautrock name. Mikkel Dockner of I'm on Duel 2, you know? <laughs> um, <clears throat> the woman told cops she was in the home's backyard when her 40-year-old son asked her to dress his mannequin. You know, what? I'm not even gonna finish this <laughs> story. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave. I'm not, just, just leave gonna it there. In. Good night, everybody. You know, I'll see <laughs> myself out. I'm done. You know. First of all, why does he? He just has a mannequin in his room. Yeah. You know this? He fucked that mannequin. I mean, I thought about getting. You know, every now and then I'll be like at a, you know, uh, like a thrift store or like a auction like or something. You market. know, like a, a estate sale, yeah. and they'll be like, "Oh, it's this mannequin painted silver." And I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to buy this. And then I never do because I'm like, I don't – what am I going to do with this? It takes up a lot of space. It always seems like a cool idea at first, though, you know? Yeah. But then I realize I remember my original terror of them. And I'm I, like, remember, I, my I house. remember I was trying to get a friend of mine to help me move this, uh, like, gynecology chair into my third-floor apartment. I remember you told me about yeah. that. Yeah, which, you know – At the time, I thought it would be a really cool thing to have, but that would be pretty creepy. Don't you think so? Had stirrups and shit? You know what? Yeah, probably would be creepy. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think girls would be a little weirded out by it. And my speculum collection. But the right ones. (laughs) The right ones, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Marriage material. Let the right one in. Uh, When the elderly woman declined... Dankner stood in the screen door blocking his mother's path back inside the house. The victim, cops report, pushed the mannequin to the ground. That's her first mistake. (laughs) Maybe her second mistake. I don't know. No, her first mistake was giving birth to this fucking man. (laughs) That was the first mistake. This is is the 103rd mistake. (laughs) Wait a second. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a living mistake. Is the mannequin... Does the mannequin live on the porch? I'm trying to figure that out. So the mannequin's naked on the porch, and the guy's like, Mom, yeah. it's time for you to dress the mannequin. <laughs> Sheila. And the mom's just like, No. And yeah. the next thing you know, hell breaks, Liz. I mean, you got to take a stand at some point, you know? God, well, if she Stop. dashed it to the ground. That's probably not yeah. a good idea prompting her son to abandon the doorway to pick up the mannequin. A confrontation in the home's kitchen soon followed. All right. Dankner allegedly shoved his mother to the floor and struck her several times in the head with a small stool. Jesus.
2: Dankner then
1: grabbed small dumplings made for dinner and started to shove them into his mother's mouth. This this is a bizarre story. The guy's got yeah. a mannequin girlfriend. He's got tiny stools in the house that he attacked his mother with. And then small dumplings? This just sounds like a, like an avant-garde graphic novel or yeah, something. Or, yeah, yeah, it's like a Werner Herzog fairy tale or something. I right. don't get yeah. it. Fraction fairy the, tale. The woman told the deputy that she could not breathe while the dumplings were forced on her. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> The victim subsequently ran from the home, meeting a neighbor in the driveway. The witness who called 911 told police that the victim had yelled, "Help! He's going to kill me!" <laughs> With uh, the dumplings in her mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the neighbor added that Dankner suffers from bipolar disorder and frequently has violent outbursts. But that, now that's a great neighbor. Yeah. And they must love living next to this guy. How old is uh, Mickle? 40. He's 40 years old, still lives at home. Yep. Oh, God. This is Mother. exactly why I need to have a vasectomy. Because this is my that would be my fate. <laughs> for sure. The mannequin's ready to take your place, Mother. <laughs> All that remains is for you to take off your clothes and dress the mannequin. The finery you wore so smugly, now Tina will wear. Taste my mannequin's dumplings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you, you sound troubled with like some soy sauce. Oh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> the fuck. I wonder if he speaks to the mannequin. Feed your mom the dumplings. If he doesn't speak to the mannequin, I'd be concerned. You know he fucks it. How do you fuck a mannequin? I don't know. He probably drilled a hole in it. That doesn't sound safe. Filled it full of toothpaste. I don't know. Okay. Sure. Um, Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, this is I think they like anticipating a lot of questions here. The police report offers no further information about the mannequin (laughs) owned by Dankner, uh, who is seen in the above uh, mugshot. So wait, he's a, so he's going to be put in jail. Yeah. He's probably not going to go to prison. What's going to happen to the mannequin? That's a great question. I wonder if the I, mother's just going to burn the mannequin. He's a weird looking dude, too. Like, he just looks, like, he looks pretty average, but it's like you can look at him and you could tell, like, something's not right. I'm picturing, but, like, a Steve Buscemi type guy. He, you know? he got dropped on his head at some point, you know? And this is all, this is like, you know, karma coming home to roost for this woman. I I don't know. Maybe she didn't. But it seems, he he looks like he's been dropped on his head a few times. You know what I mean? Wow. You can say that for a lot of our listeners. Yeah. I mean, sweet God. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So uh, let me see what else we got here. Prone to violent outbursts. Yeah. Dankner's mother was transported to a local hospital due to lacerations. Uh, charged with domestic battery by strangulation an aggravated domestic bat- battery on a victim over sixty-five, Dankner is being held without bond in the county jail. And he was uh, he was ordered to go undergo a mental health assessment, and uh, he's not to have any contact with his mother or the neighbor. Well, yeah, what do you do with the guy? Do you put him in a home? He must go um, to a well. If it was, if it was the seventies, yeah, he'd be found not guilty by reason of insanity. Then <laughs> Ronald Reagan would yeah. just let him back yeah. out. Just but go yeah, on. They, yeah, because they don't they don't have those anymore. They don't. We don't have mental hospitals anymore. So yeah, he'll probably just go to go to prison. You know. God, that I just I feel for the mother here. It's like you he'll think probably about go it. to jail. I guess he probably won't get prison time. This is probably his first offense. I would think. Because <laughs> imagine how horrible yeah. this kid was when he was younger, like in his teens. Yeah. It would have been horrible. And then finally he's like 18. You're like, okay, most kids would be moving out the house at this point. He marries a mannequin. Mm. Ugh. God. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's like yeah. a worst one of the worst case scenarios. It's like a I Harmony Corinne movie. Yeah. This thing yep. like Julian Donkey Boy here. This is this is that not is... even a good one. Like no, a real shitty one, you know? God. That's yeah. creepy. There's a word for that. It's like onomonophilia or something. People who um, fuck mannequins. Yeah, it's, it, there's actually a term for it. Um, it's like on a gal, a galmatophilia. <laughs> you look that up. Actually, my friend, my friend uh, Brittany is is in a movie on Amazon Prime called a agal- I just remember that a about a dude in love with a mannequin. <laughs> so there you go. I have What seen was the it, movie you, mannequin about? Watch it for me. Uh, it was about a guy who worked at Woolworths, and at night the mannequin would come to life. In and his he head, had a love affair with. No, I In think his mind. Real, I think it actually happened. Well, that's probably what Michael would say. It's based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean? No. People send your stories to Podcast at gmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next three two three five two two four zero three two is that number? Uh, but first, here's a word from Adam and Eve.
2: Hey guys, it's me, Steven. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, DIDDLE, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my Eric's disease got pretty bad, Let's just say things at the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to AdamandEve.com and coupon code it'll, Diddle D I D D L E, I am
1: now a new man. Thanks. So we got a few phone calls to get to three two three five two two four zero three two is that number? Uh, the first one is a it's a two parter uh, from an Australian gentleman.
0: G'day boys, uh, old mate here from Australia. Um, got a funny story for you about uh, those little cock rings that you put on your dick that you get from the uh, from like the toilets in like pubs and stuff.
1: Did and- he say from a? A pub? You, you get, get a the, cock ring from a pub. Did he say cock ring? Oh, I thought he said cream. Did he say cream from a toilet? What kind of cream would you get from a toilet? <laughs> I think he means like a bathroom, not an actual toilet. Oh, so bathroom yeah. cream. If it, a toilet gives me a cream, I generally don't trust it. I'm yeah, like, I do, I don't I do not this. touch the cream. The to- I'll, I'll build a nest mm. over it. I don't care how nice the toilet is. No. You now, I don't like toilet cream. No. And uh anyway, one one night uh,
0: I was playing with my band at a gig, and I was like, "I need I was like, right, I'm just gonna get as many of those creams all the end of my dick
1: and time to get a friend." So. Okay, that all was right. a little hard to understand. I don't understand any of this. He said he had a gig in his band. Yeah, and he put the the cock cream on his dick. Is it a cream or is it a ring? I think it, I think he said ring. I thought I heard cock what ring. What the fuck kind of cock ring do they sell in a goddamn bar bathroom? All right. <laughs> oh wait, do you know what it is? I totally know what this is. Yeah. You know how they have those like dispensers? You can buy condoms. Yeah. Or you can buy like a, you know, like a condom with like a French tickler or whatever. They probably okay. also sell cock rings. Oh. They drink a lot of. Did you say it's supposed to make it? You. you make it bigger. Or something. Was in the your beginning. cock ring? No. He was like, you know, the cock cream that makes it bigger or something. You hear that? Well, he wasn't putting... I think what he was doing is he was putting cock rings on his dick. Okay. I don't know but why you But did he, he say that multiple. at the beginning? He said it makes it bigger or something? I think he said... I think he thinks cock rings make your dick bigger. Okay. But... I don't know. I think it's kind of I thought of a first lot I thought I thought you were about, about those creams that you get like weird shady emails about, where it's like oh, like the it makes extends your dick bigger or whatever. Yeah. What's it called? Isn't it called extends? Like, it's supposed to extend the length or like mm. it's supposed to like desensitize it or something. All right, let's see. Righty mm. oh, yeah. that. and then uh, you know she goes.
0: uh... uh I'm allergic to latex, so fuck, shit, like, you know, it's
1: makes me, itch, blah, blah, blah. What the you fuck know? is he talking about? Well, it sounds like she, he gets, he's she's, like, she's allergic like, to uh, latex. Who's she? And, and and she's allergic to, what did he say? I think he met a bar slag at his gig. So okay. he's in probably some kind of, I don't know what kind of music Australians play. Aboriginal Klezmer or something. I don't know what they play. Jamiroquai. Uh, Jamiroquai. That's, that's yeah. a good Australian band. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's it. in his Jamiroquai cover band. Uh-huh. And he probably wanted to go get a bunch of cock rings while he performs so women think he's hung. hmm So he put on a bunch of cock rings. He met a bar slag, takes her home, and she's making that weird noise because I think she's probably... Has water on the brain or something? Mm. Drink too many fosters. What mm. so happens to you? So I take all the cock rings off, carry on, blah blah blah. Anyway, the life goes on and everything's fine. Wait a second. Okay, now I know what happened. He put on a number of cock rings. It sounds like he had more than one cock ring on, which I didn't think you were supposed to do. Aren't you supposed to just use one? I don't know where you're getting multiple ones from.. Listen, but, Okay, I'm rewinding it here. Oh oh, now I, out of all my questions, you don't remind it, but now you're rewinding it because of right, this one listen to this. like,
0: I'm going many all the.:
1: So he said, I'm going to get as many of those rings and stick them up and down my dick and bang my girlfriend. I didn't hear the stick them up and down my dick. All I hear is get many cock rings and that's it. But anyway, it's irrelevant to the story because she's allergic to latex or something. So it doesn't matter how many there are, all right? Let's just move on with our lives. Take all the cock rings off, carry on, blah, blah, blah. Say, took all the cock rings off and he carries on. Okay. I don't know why, what girl would be like, oh sweet, you have 30 cock rings on your dick. The girls don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, I don't know why you would do it. Yeah. Yeah, Well, weird. it's Australia, you know. I know, it's some kind of weird, like, koala mating ritual or something that they do there. Colonialism's greatest mistake. Yeah. You know.
0: Anyway, Alaska goes on, and uh, everything's kind of just made in a prison. And then, uh, about seven, eight, nine months later.
1: Hard to understand, and I don't know if it's because he's speaking on an Australian phone. Did he? Is he talking about those condoms that have cock rings on them? What condoms have cock rings? I don't know, but now it's he seems to be talking, hinting at she's pregnant or something. No, I I think what happened uh-huh. is. One of the 30 cock rings uh-huh. got lost up in her snatch. Where are you getting this from?: Listen, listen to this. All okay. right. I'm reading between the lines. I'm interpreting. Okay. Yeah. She's like, "Holy fuck." this She goes, "Holy fuck, this just came out of me." OK.
0: One of, awesome so
1: one of the latex cock rings that she's allergic to, stuff up there. Said one of the latex cock rings that she's allergic to got stuck up there for it's because, almost a year. Yeah, he said like nine months. She basically oh gave god. birth to his cockring child. Oh my god! But I mean, at the same time, why do you put thirty cock rings on your dick? You don't need it. That's overkill. Yeah.
0: I do not fucking know. It, empty. it empty. And, uh, yeah. And that happened, and, uh, I was kind of, like, tentative a little bit about the poor personal hygiene. I was like, surely you should know if there's something being sucked up your vagina. I fucking that long.
1: Yeah, how would you not know that? Well, you'd think if she was allergic to it. Yeah, she'd have been know? having issues. Yeah, she'd have been, like, dying. You know. But don't—I mean, I've read stories where women get tampons stuck all the way up there for a few months. Well, yeah, and that's bad, and we've heard those stories before yeah. on the show, you know. But this is like fucking something she's allergic to. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like—don't like, you think you'd you you would... go to a gynecologist yeah. and be like, "Hey, there's something irritating my vaginal walls. Yeah, like, hey, my vagina's swollen shut <laughs> because of you know my, my pussy be stankin." Yeah. Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's how it works. I don't understand why, why this guy can't speak clearly. Is he? I mean, he's got to be drunk, drunk, right? I mean, most of the people calling are drunk, so he's... He's probably but, wasted and he has an Australian phone. He's like the most mumbly-mouthed motherfucker I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I know, you know. I think he's like one of those mumble trap rappers. He's one of the guys from Migos. Mm. All right. He, there's a part two, by the okay.
0: way. Great. Ah, uh, good idea, Ian Harrison. Uh, it's all Mike from Australia again.
1: You know what? You're right. He was wasted. Okay, Calling yeah, in yeah. with his cock ring story. I all hope right. your girlfriend broke up with you about that. Because first of all, it's your fault because you put thirty cock rings on your dick. What did you think was going to happen? I thought I, I didn't think they continued dating. Is that what happened? I, I think it's his girlfriend. Yeah, because she called him nine months later. It was like I just gave birth to your cock ring baby. I thought I would... he hadn't heard from her, and he she called him seven, eight, nine months later. You know? Oh, and just to tell him about it. Yeah. Why would he specify that that she called him? You know, he could just. She anyway. should have just mailed him the cock ring, like in a letter. Just put it in a letter and just sent it to it's him. It's a biohazard. <laughs> I know, but it would have been funny. She, 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 she should have sent it to the band Biohazard. <laughs> she should have sent yeah. the dirty, rotten cock ring yeah. to Biohazard. Evan Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld's cousin. It's Jerry Seinfeld's cousin, you know that? That's right. You know, he's married to, or was married to, Tara Patrick. Porn star. Yeah. Yeah. No, porn star, famous porn star don't know. Yeah, I was at uh I was at the Costco on in uh on Los Feliz Boulevard and yeah. right in front of me was Tara Patrick and Evan Seinfeld. When was this? It's when I first moved here. Oh man. My that's girlfriend great. at the time had a Costco membership. And I was like I kept looking at him and I was like, Is that Evan Seinfeld? And then yeah. I was like, That's gotta be Tara Patrick. It's just enormous fake for us. I, 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 I go there to get uh, liquor, to buy yeah. liquor. That, that's yeah. why I used to go there. Yeah. You get such a great deal. Yeah, because you don't need a membership. Yeah, to pick, for liquor. liquor. Yeah. I bet you Tara Patrick's had a cock ring up in there. Sure.
0: Uh, just uh bloody call back to say, I, uh, I've i only been listening since about, I, I don't know, I just found you guys' podcast and I, 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 I fucking... Uh, I've been listening since about 600 and I'm working my way through them, so I'm hopefully oh. going to get up to date soon. Yeah. But uh, Good you know, on you, mate. hope you guys uh, you know, keep, keep riffing it. I'm considering be- becoming a patron, but we'll see what goes on. Like, I'm yet to decide, but I'm also moving over to uh, America from Australia to work on me dad's brother's brother-in-law's farm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my dad's brother brothers in law f- my dad's brother's His brother's brother-in-law's brother brother farm. farm okay wow that sounds plausible that's weird <laughs> uh, although I, I can actually understand him now so he must have like sobered yeah, up yeah he's sobered up yeah by the way yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you're around LA or anywhere. we should fucking catch up and have a beer
0: huh? fucking with the boys uh, let's do it, man. You know, you got t- lots t- 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 fosters. T- wrong. A lot of Fosters. Lobby count. Tape it up. Uh, log one. me know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Just yeah, let's uh, hit, up, hit up the Fosters. Let's do it. Just keep away from the cock rings. I, 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 he, I wonder if it's like rings. one of those weird farms you drive through, like when you drive from LA to San Francisco. That's where it's going to work. One of those. Yeah. I don't even know what yeah. what they have there. Like on the five. Near, near Anderson's pea soup. You know? Yeah, like what? What do they even make it? Are they? Is it like fucking fruit? Is it almonds, tomatoes, almonds? And, that's what. Yeah, it is. they grow a lot of almonds and everything. I think you know. You know, if you're in LA, definitely hit us up. Uh, you know, yeah. I'd love to go have a Fosters with you. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Be a good time. And I, I mean, that goes for anybody. I mean, if, I mean, usually yeah. if I'm around mm. and there's like a fan of the show that's in town and wants to go hang out, I'm usually down. Yeah. I don't mind if I, if, you know, I mean, if it's, if I'm, if I'm available. If I'm not like, you know, crying while feeding dumplings to a mannequin, I'm, I'm usually, you know, can do it. Why not just dress your mannequin and then bring him out to the bar? Okay. Yeah. I I like how he said, bring him out. Like you have a male mannequin. (laughs) I used to have a, a styrofoam mannequin that we used to bring around when we were on LSD when I was in high school and his name was Francis McGillicuddy. (laughs) And then some guy took it and broke it. Why did you? Wow. Is that where you had your psychotic split? No, but I was like this guy who was just like a big dude, but I was on LSD. So I didn't care. So I'm like, you motherfucker. Come on. Even though he literally could have just stomped my head into the ground. You wanted to fight no him effort. for destroying your mannequin. Yeah, destroying our Francis McGillicuddy, You know, <laughs> and that's when I started my heroin addiction. Mm. <laughs> um, you mean, you I ever see a, that movie? I also, had a sword cane at the time, so you could fuck that guy that. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially on fucking acid with a sword mm-hmm. cane. Uh, do you remember that movie, *River's Edge*? Oh yeah, I love that movie. Remember how uh, Dennis Hopper would just carry around that like blow-up doll? yeah did you do that with your styrofoam mannequin like make people hang out with it well we were on acid you know no. so yeah we <laughs> kept, we were, of course we took it all over the place <laughs> you know yeah why not I had a sword cane what do you want from me you know come on Sir so Harrison with my sword mm-hmm. cane I'm gonna take my mannequin to the old town road motherfucker alright we have one more call here this guy needs advice. Came oh, to the right. right place, Mr. Man. Oh, yeah.
2: Anti-Semitic remarks and lewdness to a
1: maximum. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, See, this guy sounds like, I don't know, 20 different callers. Retarded Scoutmaster. Yeah. You know, Schlitzy. I don't know, like 10 different guys who tried to kill himself recently. I don't even know. Runs together. Yeah, they all run together. But this guy, the voice just sounds very similar to a lot of other voices. Oh, yes. We'll have to come up with a name for. Him. Mm.
2: That's quite the opposite. I love you guys um i'm actually I need advice uh, mm. I can admit that it is kind of sad for me to be calling at uh almost six a m on Sunday to a podcast for life advice. That is weird. A long-time listener, Mm. Uh, I got a problem. I want to see what you guys can can do for me. This is a, uh, do you call this a uh, my two cents question? Uh, Cue the theme music. Blah blah blah. My problem right now, uh, specifically four problems. Right.
1: We used to uh, play the old my two cents. Maybe I'll put that in the old my two cents music. Uh, mm. used to have, I think it was the My Two Cents. Oh, you know, I don't know if it was the My Two Cents or the Thought Experience music, but it used to have the Airwolf theme song in the background. Remember that? Oh, wow, yeah. You know that dude just died recently? Who? The, that dude, the drunk from that show. I don't remember that Not show Borg that well. Borgnine, Borg and there's the guy, he was a drunk. Uh, God, Rick and Morty did a funny thing about that mm. dude. I, I, I never there. really used to watch Airwolf. Oh, you never watched Airwolf? I mean, I've seen it, but I, did, I wasn't into it. I usually turn... I'd usually see if there's something better on. <laughs> I just didn't really care, you know? <laughs> just weren't into it. Yeah. It's a this, good show. Mm. Well, this guy's got four problems. Four and problems. A, and a and a bitch ain't one. A mannequin know? ain't one. Yeah. Now, it's cats. Cats.
2: My living situation right now, due to circumstances... I'm sleeping on a an friends, and uh, my friend has uh four cats. Four cats and an
1: air mattress do not mix. But, <laughs> and wait, this guy's homeless. He's sleeping on in it. You know, I don't know. Wait, well, what? Sleeping in his-, his friend's house? Yeah, yeah. Okay. A cert- yeah. All right, all right. Let me see. I mean, I guess it's technically homeless, but he's not like you know. Yeah, I mean, if you're on a He's air He's not and feces living in a tent, you know, in Skid Row. <laughs> He's just, like, staying with a friend, all right? You know, it was Jan Michael Vincent
2: and oh, Ernest yeah. Borgnine. Jan, Jan Michael Vincent. Jan yeah,
1: Michael yeah. Vincent and Ernest Borgnine Ma- Borg in yeah. Airwolf. Jan, you know, I, I couldn't believe I I read something recently. That guy died, Jan Michael Vincent, recently. He did, yeah. Which is odd to me because I thought... And maybe it's a Mandela effect or whatever, but I thought that guy died like 10 years ago from, like, liver failure. He used to say that if he had died in, the like, the late 80s or something in his prime, he'd be, like, James Dean. Jane Michael Vincent. He probably yeah. would have been, yeah. He'd been saying that for years, yeah. And yeah. our mattress, do
2: not mix. But my situation is that the cats, they are constantly confusing... <clears throat> My 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 bed for the litter box. <laughs> it's happened again and again, where I'm about to go to bed, and right when I lay down, or I'm sorry, about to lay down, I notice this big pile of cat shit right next to, or something.
1: You know, that's weird. I, I thought they, they piss because cats piss on shit all the time. Yeah. Like, they piss on things all the time. But it's rare for cats to go shit in random places. That means that your friend is too nice to tell you that you've overstayed your welcome, but your the, the kids' cats are not. <laughs> like, the cats are like, we're going to get this yeah. guy the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because they'd be like, oh, he, he lays down the shit in it, and it's like he cleans up the shit, and then he lays down. And then all of a sudden, he hears, like, a cat peeing, and also like claws coming out, and then the air mattress deflating. You know, at the same time. Well, that's what I thought he was going to say. I didn't think he was going to say that the cats were shitting on his air mattress. Well, I'm sure all of this happens. You know, <laughs> <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. You, know, uh, you have to kind of deal with it.
2: Sometimes within a puddle of piss.
1: Oh, so they are. So instead
2: of going to bed. I have to spend the next couple hours waiting for my sheets to wash and dry. And my whole situation is, what should I do about this? Uh, I might be getting close to a three minute mark now,
1: so I'm going to cut it off here. Love you guys. How well, is you, it four? Oh, because the cats, there's four cats. All four right. four problems. Think, um, think, yeah. You're either going to have to move or murder those cats. I thought that was the first of four problems. I was getting really excited to hear the rest of them. <laughs> that there're going to be more than just the yeah, cats yeah. shitting on this guy's yeah. air mattress. Uh-huh. Man, that's some well, sad shit. Yeah, isn't that just you know? terrible? It's like oh my you God. don't have a home. Yeah. You know, and you're at your friend's house, sleep on an air mattress, and the yeah. cats fucking hate you. God. That's a pretty low point in anyone's life. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe take one, you know, maybe take one of your sheets. And put it like in a drawer, right? So that way, if they, you know, shit on the sheets, you still got that other sheet you could sleep on that one.
2: Oh, you mean then, have and like deal a with it in the morning?
1: Sheet. Yeah, you know, so you don't have to wash and dry the fucking sheets before you go to sleep. My God, you know? You, know, you know, honestly, you know what you need to do. Mm. And I only know this because I'm a cat owner. I'm a cat mm. dad. I know what to do. Uh, there's this uh, spray that you get that neutralizes the odor. The problem is these cats. Can smell your shit and piss on the air mattress. Mm. You might be washing your sheets, but they could smell the shit and piss on your air mattress. So if you get this spray, it neutralizes the odor. It kills it. We do this if our cats like. Mm. I don't know if your cat does this, but uh, our cat like our cats. If their litter box is too full, they're like, "Fuck you! We're gonna shit in front of it," or we're mm. gonna piss outside of it because like it smells like ammonia, you know? And so yeah. you take this spray, it neutralizes the odor and then mm-hmm. they don't remember that they, that's a place where they like to piss. I see. It's, no, yeah, it's you, kind of, kind this is spray. definitely because the cats don't like the dude. You know? Because this yeah. is like, I've had cats do that in the past, not this cat, but cats in the past where they're like, if they think I'm going to like, they get mad because I take a trip or something. So then they'll like take a shit in my soup bo- uh, suitcase or like you know piss in my suitcase because they're like oh you want to leave fuck you you know (laughs) you think they're really that vengeful yeah I do I I do (laughs) yeah I guess I mean they probably are. I remember uh, when I was in college we had two cats Tibor and Judas Tibor is my roommates and Judas I just wanted a black cat named Judas really cute like beautiful looking cat such a shitty fucking animal that cat sucked I know even from a kitten that cat hated me used to piss in my stuff all the time Mm. and it wasn't even a male cat so it wasn't like spraying. Mm. it was just a female cat that was just an asshole mm. yeah it, it it sucked yeah I mean I, I don't just know. don't leave your shit out you know like br- or, bring it out when you're gonna fucking go to sleep I don't know I think what this guy needs to do is move He yeah. need to go get a job well, obviously yeah. go get a job at Petco make some yeah. money <laughs> and go move mm. out I, I mean other than that I don't know what you're really supposed to do I do find it I, I'm interested to know like is there you, like a meat grinder factory that's <laughs> open Are you living With a guy that has four cats Or is it a couple that has four cats That is Yeah I, I'm interested to know that too Yeah because that's a lot of cats for one man yeah. to have If I ever have That m- many cats it's going to be because I've Just given up <laughs> you just you given know? up <laughs> Yeah <laughs> they're your your friends yeah, yeah it's like the only things that would like the only living organism that will tolerate you yeah yeah i i, I yeah i don't even know i mean that's a lot of cats four cats two cats is a lot it's like cats. A, i mean that's a gang you know that's the kind of shit gangs do it's like they a gaggle of cats. yeah if you're like if that's what like the crips would do if you were in jail they'd shit in your bed you know <laughs> I want to know give you a blanket party. That's what these these if these cats could give you a blanket party, they'd give you, they a, would fucking give you a fucking party. blanket party for yeah. sure. I want to know what he did to piss off the cats. Is it just that he's in their territory? Like is it just a room like that's their sunroom that like territory? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's I wonder if it's like a gangland thing. Yeah. Or did he do something like to these cats to piss one off? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're finicky animals. You made their list somehow, you know? You, you did something. You're going to have to rectify this situation. Yeah. I would say for the, either move, offer them some kind of sacrifice. Yeah. Treats or something. Treats or you know? something. Man. Well, good luck yeah. with that. Mm. Well, there you go. That's Cat Corner with Dean Harrison. Yeah, just, just cordon <laughs> off your area somehow, you know? Come on. <clears throat> Uh, people call us, on our hotline, 323-522-4032. We got one email uh, from, I wonder if this is the Dirty Sid, or if it's just another coincidence, this guy's named Sid, but it's Sid from just outside Cardiff in a tree forest home of that old fart Tom Jones. So he mm-hmm. lives in Tom's tree house, apparently. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, I heard Tom bought that from um, one of the Ewoks. The Keebler Elves? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hi, boys. A true sick and wrong cruise. A couple of years ago, we took a round Britain cruise on the liner QM2, Queen Mary 2, which turned out later to be a true sick and wrong holiday. That year, the artist-in-residence was Rolf Harris, and the best bit was as we sailed past Jimmy Savile ocean-facing grave so the liner could salute him with her horns. Hmm. Alright. Uh, the local junior school came down to the ocean-fronted graveyard to see the great liner pass. Jimmy loves sailing on the Cunard fleet. I don't even understand what this guy's saying. Yeah, what? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this is like Welsh speak. in the or holy something. hell? Yeah. It's something. I, I don't get it. Anyway, Thank you for your Jimmy Savile story. You have, I, love, I love pictures of Jimmy Savile, because that guy like, was is a scary-looking pedo. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of pedos out there, but you look at that dude, and it's like, holy shit. Like You're like the grand wizard of pedos. Yeah, pretty much. God, he's creepy as hell. Pretty much. Well, thank you, Sid, for your Jimmy Savile story. Mm. Best way to support the show, people, is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. And this week... We have a Patreon exclusive. Yeah, we have a, a, a five-part phone call from none other than Jizzy Jake. Uh, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I can't play that. You know, that's like 20 minutes, 25 minutes right there. I can't just play that on the, on the show. Sure. Um, so we usually tend to reserve those for Patreon because it's a Patreon exclusive for all our beloved patrons who support the show, support us, and uh, we appreciate that. So we reward you... With an epic Jizzy Jake tale. And this one was... This one was insane. It was. I don't even know how to... I wasn't even prepared to hear the story that transpired. You're not prepared. You'll never be. I I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I thought I was. But Mm -hmm. I never will be. Yeah, Um, no. But yeah, it was this bizarre story. Violent, sexy. Had everything you need. You know? Um... Mm. Yeah, fuck the new Avengers movie. You should go list, sign up for Patreon and listen to this Jizzy Jake story. It's a Hells saga. yeah, bro. Anyway, patreon.com slash Wrong. We appreciate it. Get a lot of bonus content there. Um, check it out. Finally, here's song, song of the Week. The Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Uh, came in from Schlitzy. Good old Schlitzy. He sent this one in. He says, I found the song for your garbage people dating app. Love okay. Schlitzy. What? what was the garbage people dating app that was like an app unlike bumble but just for like people like us just for yeah just for trash bags and stuff yeah just trash people uh-huh. that's right <laughs> just you, you don't put your ceo or or like a fucking senior project manager you're just like i'm just a piece of shit correct yeah but i like to have sex so uh-huh. why don't we meet up it's a good idea. Mm. Anyway, this is a good song. This is a good song for it. Uh, it's Legendary Stardust Cowboy with a song called Standing in a Trash Can Thinking About You. Mm. Um, yeah, this guy, uh, Norman, Norman Carl Odom was actually professionally known professionally as a legendary stardust cowboy um, who was an outsider performer um, considered mm. one of the pioneers of the psychobilly genre. Um, I think he's on... That that outsider compilation, uh, I forget the name of it, but uh, I think uh, 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 Legendary Stardust Cowboy did one of the songs. Songs in the Key of Z, okay. a good good outsider compilation. You you're a big fan of the outsider genre. I am. Yeah, it's a great album. Outsider music. Yeah, uh, songs but of yeah, the key this of Z. is a great album. This is a good song. Very fitting mm-hmm. for the garbage people dating app. Mm -hmm. Legendary Starters Cowboy standing in a trash can thinking about you. Thank you, Schlitzie, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode 685. Until then, take a Susie.
2: I'm standing in a trash can thinking about you. It's a single. Else ever got a program <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got a program up throw. first piece
1: of meat I've had all day gonna rise and I can't no more. Horses in the back, failures in the town
0: mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm life is like a movie i'm in a valley you're not off that portion
1: can't tell me nothing you can't tell me nothing can't tell me nothing you can't tell me nothing i gotta walk on down to that old town road i'm gonna Ride till I can't no more. Meow, 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 meow. I'm gonna...